Hi, everyone. Welcome to A Word About Wealth, a podcast where we tackle the often complicated world of money and finance. My name is Kevin. And this is Van. What we do here on this podcast is take a common sense approach to all things money. We'll do our best to define concepts, give some examples, and just have a casual conversation to help everyone understand. And our goal here is to help you build wealth. It is important to note that we are not financial advisors, nor do we pretend to be. What we share on this podcast should be taken as general education and financial entertainment and must not be misconstrued as official financial advice. That's right, Ben. How are you, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, just stay, trying to stay cool in this summer. But uh, what about yourself, sir? Yeah. Uh, for those of you listening not in California, we are going through an intense heat wave, right, Ben? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think normally our summers here, I would say like generally, I think at least in my area, it's like in the low to mid 90s generally during yep. the summer, which is I yep. mean, it's, it's pretty nice. But then like over the weekend, I think we were like maybe 105 or something like that, like a little over 100. Ooh. So that that is definitely not normal. Well, I got you beat. I was up to 109. Dang. 109, my friend. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty Sorry. Well, well, I think it's, the forecast said it was supposed to be like 101, but when I was in my car, the, my car temperature thermometer said like, uh, you know, 105. I was like, dang, that this is... Wow. Yeah, so you you did go out during the weekend, huh? I did, um, like Ooh. a fool, but I did nonetheless. Fool. Yeah, just had to, a fool. Just had to do a few things. We actually, um, yeah, we just had to do a few uh, like air, light errands and things like that. But yeah, other than that, we just try to stay indoors and just kept the AC going as much as we can. Well, that's good. That's good. Well, folks, I have to say, I know I say I'm excited about every episode and every topic, but I have to say I'm extra, extra excited about today's topic, right, Van? We're going to talk a little bit about uh, self-reliant FI, right? So Van's uh, uh, budding new business. Um, If you hadn't listened to a few episodes recent, let me kind of give you a quick refresher. Van uh, recently started his new business and it's called Self-Reliant FI. And what we decided to do on this episode is kind of dedicate a, a full episode, and Van will tell you a little bit about why shortly. But the whole point of this episode is kind of walk you through what the business is about in case listeners out there might be interested. Certainly reach out. This is a shameless plug, as, as, uh, as Van likes to say, but it is something that I personally feel very connected to, obviously, having worked with Van for so long. This is what this episode is going to be about. It's a little different than our typical episodes, but I do think it's a super important one. And please ask questions, email us if you have any afterwards. Why don't we start there, Van? I know we had talked about this really kind of in passing a few episodes ago, but we, you and I actually have been talking offline for a couple of weeks where we feel like, hey, we kind of need to do a little bit because there was some confusion. Is that right? Right. I mean, it sounds like there was a, actually not just a little bit of confusion, but a, a <laughs> lot of confusion. <laughs> right. And rightfully so, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of ambiguity to what, you know, what a financial planner is, uh, what a financial advisor is. And then now I'm throwing at a financial coach. So a lot of people automatically assume that, you know, I was a financial advisor or some sort of planner, but in this case, it's not true. And yeah, I really just wanted to have this episode just to really clear the air and kind of go through what uh, a financial coach really is because because it's not a topic that's really well known and frankly I, I didn't even know about this topic until a year ago up until then I always assumed that you know when you wanted to have some financial advice done or some sort of counseling done you would go to a planner or an advisor and all that but right. as you'll find out as you'll learn in this episode probably not the most optimal way of doing that especially if you are somebody who who, um, who don't have a ton of wealth for instance or is learning to want to start building wealth 
Right. Somebody like a coach would really fit that type of person pretty well. Yeah. Agreed. And I was to say, you know, when Van first told me about uh, his new business, I did reach out to a few close friends of mine. And I was telling Van the number one question was this, it not even a confusion. It was almost kind of like, aren't they all the same thing? You know? Yeah. Uh, and it was uh, like, no, I, I already have an advisor or no, I'm not interested in that. And, you know, it did take some explanation and I think rightfully so, right? Because a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, worry that you might just hard sell them on a product or try to get them to get a cut of their <laughs> their portfolio or something like that. Typically advisors, uh, you know, how they make their money. So um, it definitely felt like a necessary <laughs> disclaimer to kind of go through that process um, and kind of explain that. Absolutely. And with money, it's very... It's really a very sensitive topic uh, all around, regardless of how you cut it, right? I mean, yep. if you think about just the, how many people you can talk about this uh, with your, you know, with your family, with your friends, probably not very many. I mean, I know you, Kevin, you know, you and I divulge things like this to each other all the time, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> our our dumb things we buy or <laughs> things we invest in and things like that. But it's just really a topic that I think people kind of guard closely to their chest. So I, I can understand a lot of skepticism. And frankly, you should be skeptical of anybody who approaches you with this type of service, right? Because right. you should really think about who you should trust to really lead you in the financial journey and all that. Because not everybody's well equipped to do it and not everybody will be on your corner to do right. that as well. Right. There's a lot of people making businesses specifically because you don't. people don't know what they're doing with their money. So you definitely want to be leery of that. Let's, you know, Van, I'm going to throw a question in here if, if you don't mind. Your business is called Self-Reliant FI. Can you wa- actually explain what that means to you? Yeah, Self-Reliant FI. So FI stands for financial independence. And the main reason why I, I thought this um, this name resonated with me was that I believe that uh, to to some extent that everybody should be self-reliant in their financial endeavors, right? You can still have an advisor or a coach and still be self-reliant, but at the end of the day, um, even if you have like the best advice out there about your money, then you, but you still have to make that decision on whether or not you want to take that advice. So in this case, that's why I, I really picked that name is because uh, I want to get to the point where you can make well-informed decisions um, certain like turning points in your life or certain uh, milestones in your life to you know affect you from a financial standpoint. No, that's great. And then can you kind of talk to us a little bit about, I guess, what are you hoping to accomplish with the business? Right. So I would say the, the main thing I want to accomplish is really to um, spread out some more financial literacy, because frankly, personal finance really isn't being taught in schools and all that. I mean, I know we have sexual education and I know when, when that was brought up, you know, decades ago, it was a very controversial topic, but right. I think that there should be like a, like a financial literacy weeks to teach people, especially young minds, the things about like compounding interest, the, the importance of savings, the, um, the dangers of credits and, and borrowing money and things like that. If you look at the country right now, I see some starting statistics like 40% of Americans can't afford a $400 emergency or 25% of Americans don't have any retirement savings at all. But even though the average American has those, um, the, the average car payment is $550 a month. So it's just like the balances isn't really, um, the scale isn't really balanced at the moment, right? So my main goal in this is really just to be your guide into reaching your financial goals. And really, like I said before, just educating and bringing financial literacy into your life. Yeah, awesome. Now I know having talked to some of my friends and personally from my own experience, you know, so 
if I if I'm talking to the Kevin of let's say ten years ago, <laughs> I would say, "What were you like five years old back then?" Yeah, or? I was only five years old. The question would be like, "Well, yeah, okay, uh, you're a financial coach, but like sometimes I don't even know what question to ask. Like, so what are I guess some of the services that um, you offer that someone who is in this position should be thinking about to say, well, maybe I do need a coach. Like what kind of things would you be able to help them with uh, beyond just kind of saying general, uh, I guess, education about financial literacy? Like what are some of the nuts and bolts uh, services that you would be providing? Right. So um, a lot of the clients that I've spoken to so far um, really want to talk about becoming debt free because uh, they may come to me with like, you know, some debt or uh, a lot of debt and, I can sit down one on one with um, you know this person or this couple to figure out like the best most optimal method in getting debt free, and about may- maybe like about half of the people I've spoken to so far are on that camp, and the other mm-hmm. half or maybe even another percentage of people really uh, want me to talk to them about how to build wealth because they could be like you know high income earners who you know maybe maybe don't have a lot of debt, but for instance all they're doing right now is just putting all their money into like um, like a savings account, right? right? And they just want to understand what what is a Roth IRA, what is what is a five twenty nine, what are what are certain things. So uh, for, and from my standpoint, I'm really there just to educate them. Yeah, looking at all the different investment vehicles and say, well, here's the pros and cons for each of these. But I don't ever tell them, say, hey, you should do this or you should do that. What I generally do is just educate and then provide pros and cons. And then at the end of the day, you know, I um, the clients should have enough information to really make that decision after that. Yeah, right. I, the way the way I see it, it sounds like at least and tell me if I this is right, but it's almost feeling like you're a Almost like a like a Google Translate for finances, right? Like someone who because there's so many <laughs> way. like so many financial vehicles. It can be complex. It can be simple. Absolutely, but it gets confusing. Like honestly, right? You know, do you put money here? What and not necessarily telling me where to put it, but it almost seems like someone could come to you and be like, "Hey, this is you know, I want to build wealth, or I want to get out of debt, or what have right. you," and get an opinion of like, well, where to start? Because I know that that sometimes is really confusing for some of the people I've talked to where it's like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I want to do something. I want to retire by 40, let's say. Right. And, yep. you know, but how, how do I do that? You know, like, or, you know, wh- what does it mean to retire at 40? You know, like, is that even realistic? Those kinds of questions I get a lot. And, Absolutely. you know, and I would say that it really depends and you kind of need to sit down. It sounds like, right. And you're, how, how's, I guess the initial chats been when it comes to these kinds of questions is something that they feel is, is that what you're seeing? I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, in that particular case, if let's say somebody wants to learn how to retire early, um, you know, I would really sit down with them and look at what their current lifestyle looks like, right. Looking mainly at their expenses, how much they're saving, how much they're putting into their 401k, how much they're not putting into their 401k. And really, I would sit down and explain with your current trajectory, can you make it? Yes or no. And let's say if they're not making it, then we can then provide options to see how we can get there. Right. And I know that sounds a little bit nebulous, but the reason why it's nebulous is because everybody's a little bit different. Right. I have never seen anybody's like two set of finance sheets that is exactly the same. I could provide options for one person that may not work, you know, for a totally different person. So. As you can see from a lot of the podcasts that we've issued so far, I mean, clearly you know, I do know my stuff and I may not be the most expert out there, but for the most part, I can provide guidance and getting to right. where you need to go on, you know, in the, in the most optimal path. Exactly. Awesome. So I guess 
you know, a, a question that comes up when we address this at the top of the episode is clearly you're going to be a financial coach. That's the services you provide. Well, can you now, I guess, help us better explain, well, what are, how are, how are you different from a financial advisor or a financial planner? In the last episode, uh, we had like, a, it was a mailbag episode, right? That um, we kind of explained this, but to kind of yeah. reiterate there, the financial advisor is really a prof- somebody, a professional that manages your money. So this person is generally there to help build your investment portfolio and they help to for you to buy, sell stocks, mutual funds, bonds, and all that stuff. So they're really there to manage the money that you're investing with this advisor. That's what an advisor does. Gotcha. Now, a planner, financial planner is definitely a more broad person. This is generally somebody who helps create the plan to achieve your financial goals. People who are professionals in this are generally, they generally have a CFP or Certified Financial Planner Certificate, or Certification rather. But the thing is like, not everybody who is a financial planner have CFPs because they can either be, you know, a a broker or an insurance agent or just uh, an accountant or, you know, really anybody can be a financial planner because in this case, there's not um, a set rule that says that, you know, to be a financial planner, you need to have this cert or this, um, you know, these acronyms at the end of your name and things like that. Right. But generally, uh, you know, that's what a financial planner does. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So lastly, so now we're going to, uh, to a financial coach, which in essence, if from a de- very definition, it's very similar to a financial planner, but it, uh, but the financial coach actually kind of serve a different purpose because the coach actually serves more as like a finance counselor than it does like, like a financial uh, planner would. For instance, a financial coach will help their clients take control of their money based on their current situation. So for instance, if you are somebody with a lot of debt, you can't really go, to, well, you can go to a financial planner, but more than likely, um, the financial planner will not be interested in, in your type of case because, you know, they, they are generally interested in people who have a lot of assets already, or let's say who have a ton of cash that they can use to uh, really, for them to help invest in or provide a plan for that wealth that you've already built. But for somebody who has very, uh, very low wealth, financial advisor or planner would, uh, it was not really worth their time and money to, to see people like that. Uh, generally for financial coaches, it's really perfect for people who already have a problem or have like certain like uh, aspiration and goals that um, they don't they can't afford for a financial planner or advisor. The one thing that the financial advisor and planners will typically do is that they will sell uh, some sort of investment or some sort of insurance products uh, products to the clients. But the thing is, like for a coach, um, they're not really selling you anything, right? They're really just there just to teach and to provide um, options and look at uh, provide solutions and things like that so there's really no selling you know life insurance and things like that but really um, a financial coach can actually look at what products you currently have (laughs) and provide their unbiased view and educate them on what they currently have but you know at the end of the day there's nothing that we would sell gotcha and and financial advisors planners are typically a little bit more expensive kind of addressed this earlier about taking some of the commissions and things like that as well right it's just a different revenue model uh, between the two so is it is it fair to say that advisors and planners are more kind of high higher net worth individuals because you kind of have to have enough where it's worth their while, right? Absolutely. You know, when I learned about the financial coach, I realized that the coaching there's a big niche, right, with yeah. <laughs> uh, with the coach. Uh, not really a big niche, but it's a big like um like Earlier, I mentioned, you know, 40% of Americans can't afford a $400, like, uh, emergency. Those 40% of Americans, like, financial planner or advisor would never want to touch those guys because, you know, like you said, it's it's not going to be worth their while. But for a financial coach, that's kind of prime for somebody in a financial coach realm to really help out. Yeah. 
That makes sense. And so I guess, Van, the, the, the million dollar question is, you know, obviously people who are listening to this episode hopefully have listened to many of our past episodes. And they obviously, as you said, uh, you kind of know your, your financial, you've earned your financial chops, if you will. But this is different, right? Now you're looking into actually making it into a, a business, whereas our podcast is really a, a labor of love. Now that you're going to go on to this new path, you know, I think there's going to be a natural question of saying, well, sure, love Van. I love hearing him talk on the podcast. Now it's going to be my individual finances. How are you qualified? Can you kind of, I guess, talk to our audience a little bit about what do you bring to the table outside of obviously your general knowledge that makes you prepared to do this as a business? The main formal education that I received so far was I did complete the Dave Ramsey Financial Coach uh, Master Training. And that training uh, does provide a lot of fundamental basis on how to become a financial coach. For a lot of clients that that I encounter, I will be teaching a lot of principles from the uh, Dave Ramsey uh, Financial Peace University and the seven baby steps and all that, right? And yeah, so I think that's one thing that can, uh, that would provide some credibility. But beyond that, I have helped many people in the past with this. And I think a lot of folks who who are looking for help in these areas, I think would really um, benefit from talking to a coach like myself. If you look at what Dave teaching says, is uh, Dave always recommends finding a, like a endorsed local provider that have a heart of a teacher, and I feel like I, I do have that heart. <laughs> and uh, and a lot of the advice that I provide are, um, you know, I, I feel like I do have a lot of passion in the area as well, and I do try to keep up with you know with a lot of the news and all that to kind of make sure that people are not doing something that um, maybe are outdated or uh, something that would hurt them in any way. But again, it's just, you know, at the end of the day, I, I am, I, you know, I am very truthful and <laughs> it may be to some fault as well, because uh, if we go to these, let's say I, I speak to you for the first, like, you know, or in the first meeting and I realize that if your problem is something that I can't help you with, I mean, I'll tell you right away. I'm not going to be the type of person who will string you along and say, yeah, you know, we, we can totally help you with that, but in the end, not provide anything useful. And, you know, I, I know where, where I guess the limitations are. And if there are some of those limitations, I mean, I can always help provide some sort of ref uh, referral to somebody else that could help in that area. Uh, but I, I would say um, I'm not really there. Um, I'm really here just to help people. And I think that, you know, the, the money side is, is a bonus. But to be honest, this podcast is also a passion, but I think this business is also a passion of mine that, that I've been wanting to do for a while too. Yeah. So it's, you know, I'm definitely going to put all my heart in it. Yeah, and I, and I think um, I can speak to that a little bit because uh, Van and I have been talking offline about this, which is, you know, to, to get this business up and going, I know a lot of this is going to be word of mouth and people have to have good experiences for Van to be able to, for you to grow your business, right? I mean, so if you were to string a few people along, like it, it's just not good business in, in general to do that, you know, and and uh, because you're, you're, I do think that, you're not really in it for the money. <laughs> I, I hope that's okay to say. I feel like this is something where you feel like, hey, I've learned a lot of this stuff and I'm trying to figure out, well, how do I share this with more people so that they can, as you say in your business, become more self-reliant and financial independence. So um, I, I definitely believe that, you yeah. You know, it does break my heart that when like um, people who are like, let's say out of college um, and, and they, you know, they, at, right out of college, you know, you... Um, 
you, you know, this is the first time you're really actually actually making like really good money, right? And uh, you know, they they're like, okay, well, um, I do want to invest. I want I do want to save. I want to do this. And then they go talk to a quote unquote you know financial um, advisor or uh, you know a planner and all that. And I mean, I'm not saying that all of the financial planners and advisors are are bad by any means, but it does break my heart when a lot of these advisors really. Uh, recommend products that are you know that are not really right <laughs> they're not a right yeah. fit for this you know person right out of college like you know wh- why would uh, somebody right out of college with no spouse no dependence on that you know need a like a whole um, whole life insurance plan right. I mean, th- it doesn't make any sense unfortunately i think a lot of at least a lot of people i've spoken to um, run into that trap and i if they but you know if they were to talk to let's say a financial coach i think um they would i think they would get not only educated to why they shouldn't uh, sign up for like a, a whole life insurance plan, but at least uh, understand like in some of the basics of, uh, fun, of financial like investing, like, you know, in your, you know, should I invest in my 401k or my Roth IRA? You know, th- those are the type of things that a coach would help explain and all that. Right. Yeah. And uh, I, I, to your point, what you said earlier, I d- definitely feel like there's a big gap here uh, between, you know, not having any financial uh, guidance to, and a C, like a CFP or certified financial planner does seem like there's more room there for uh, people to have maybe something in between. Sounds like a coach would be be that. So let's get to brass tax van. Um, obviously, when candidate or potential clients come to you, what is your, I guess, business model? How does it work? Um, let's say someone, you know, Bob off the street is interested in this after hearing our podcast. What would that journey look like? Bring us kind of up to speed. Right. So um, the first step is really the, the uh, consultation, which is um, completely complimentary. So um, the consultation generally is about 30 minutes to uh, maybe up to an hour. But, you know, this is where uh, we sit down one on one or one on, uh, you know, with another couple <laughs> um, <laughs> just to explain what the goals and priorities are. Right. Because it helps me understand what the situation is and what uh, what the clients want to achieve in all this. Really, this consultation is really important because yeah. um, it kind of sets the tone for the rest of the sessions going forward, um, mainly because if I don't understand the goals or the priorities, because uh, I mean, there are some times where you know, we sit down with a couple and there's a, either like a, a whole, a, like maybe like 10 or 15 goals that, <laughs> that they want to achieve that is like just kind of out of, um, out of uh, not really contiguous, let's put it that way, or yeah. the goals um, from one spouse to another is, uh, is not agreed upon and all that, right? And, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, this, this session is re- really there just to kind of point a direction or kind of become a compass to say like okay well first of all what what do you want to achieve out of this and um what you know where do you want to be in the next like 20 years and things like that so yeah. um is, so the first consultation is really just a discussion just to understand where we're at financially and what needs to be done got it okay well i have a few follow-up questions for you on this um what if i i am your or me and my wife let's say or my wife and i and we decided to say hey van i you know i heard this podcast i really want to kind of get together for this free consultation i guess what do i need to have prepared what if i don't have any goals i just know that i need help (laughs) is that or will you give me a questionnaire how does that work to because i don't want to squander my free time with the one and only (laughs) so how would that work I would say most of the most of my clients, actually, all of the clients I have spoken to so far have um, mm-hmm. had some sort of question or okay. some sort of problem that they approach. But let's say there is no problem, or the, you know, they they, they just want to you know they just they just want to con- talk to me to see you know any kind of ideas. Then that's when we kind of go through a lot of exercise to 
find out like what's important to the clients. That's why we ask things like, where do you want to be like in 10 years? Do you want to retire early <laughs> or do you feel like you can retire at all? Or, you know, what keeps you up at night? So yeah. kind of bring up like really broad questions to kind of narrow down the focus as well, because when we make these type of discussions, I mean, you're right. In some cases, you know, they come in for thinking that they're going to do one thing, but, you know, exactly. at the end of the consultation, uh, they go to, it's, it kind of uh, veers in a totally different way because you know, we, we brought up some other ideas that kind of shifted the priorities a little bit, right? Okay. So I would say, you know, it's just, it, we just kind of have to explore what is important to you. And if, yeah. let's say they, they say they don't know what's important to you, then we're just going to continue to probe until we yeah. find something that it helps. And at the end of the day, if they, they feel like I'm, I'm going to be very truthful out there. I mean, at, at the end of the day, if they say like they don't, if they don't find any kind of uh, value out of this consultation, then yeah, I mean, the consultation is also education from the client side as well to, to kind of sure. interview myself as well. Yeah. Right. So for me, it's more of a fact finding mission, but I think it's, um, you know, it's also a fact finding mission on the other, on the client side too, but it's just from a different perspective as all. Well. Okay, cool. So then let's talk about step two. Let's say if consultation goes well, I think let's go forward. Uh, what, what are, I guess, what are the future sessions looking like? Uh, talk to us a little bit about that. After the uh, consultation, uh, generally, uh, we, we talk about, you know, whether we want to go forward or not, right? And sometimes the clients say, you know, I still need to think about it and all that. And that's perfectly fine because I, um, I'm not the type of person who is going to say, you have to do it now, Kevin, <laughs> or uh, you have to think now, or this is my only special before, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm never going to pull a trick like that. But let's say if they don't, uh, if they don't, if they do want to proceed, then um, I would, first of all, I'll send out a, a form that provides like kind of a financial snapshot of where you're at, like, you know, from, uh, you know, income level, from a debt level, from like a bill, uh, like a monthly bills level. So that way I can uh, get an understanding of what your financial world would look like. After that, based on that uh, sheet, I'll do some homework on my end to look at the feasibility of each goal. And when I look at the feasibility, you know, whether or not um, we can achieve it, um, you know, in a certain amount of time or you can't achieve it at all, or maybe you've already achieved it and you don't even know about that. Yeah. That's something that, you know, I would, I would bring up there. And then um, uh, once, uh, you know, so once we do all this homework, uh, you know, we would meet and kind of explain what my findings are and kind of have like just a discussion between uh, myself and the clients to understand for me to not only provide like options, but also provide, you know, what my assessment is uh, with their current situation. And let's say if they're good to go, then I say, you know, I think you have a very good plan. That's You, know, you can just go with your original plan. But let's say that, you know, I find that their plan is not that optimal, then I, that, that's when I, I, you know, I could bring in my expertise and say, hey, I think we can tweak it this way. Or maybe have you thought about this other option altogether, right? Gotcha. Yeah. So in these meetings, we're just going to kind of Formalize a plan, and then you know after we after we're done with the meeting, we will break and kind of follow up periodically to see how the plan is going. And the reality is, life does happen, so the plan may not work out the first time. So in that case, you know we meet again to kind of readjust the plan until it kind of fits where it needs to go. Got it. Okay. And sorry. Uh, so will these coaching sessions be set at the first meeting, or do you feel like it's more of a kind of let's see how it goes with this first initial plan and then kind of move on from there. Um, I would say like 90, like maybe like 95% of my sessions, uh, my consultation will have goals already, you know, by the consultation. So that way, you know, when we do our homework, it makes it 
easier for us to uh, you know figure out how to um, plan for the next session for instance because if we don't have the goals by the next session it's really hard to really have a focus on it right because what what, what are we going to be working on if we don't have the goals right. um, you know identify at the uh, consultation but let's say in in the five percent case sometimes they're like you know i need to think about these goals some more so in that case clients will um, you know do some more homework on their end to say you know i think maybe i can think of these other goals and so they'll just shoot me an email and we'll just kind of uh, do like a mini consultation over email or maybe even do a second call just to kind of get the priorities in order right so that way when we meet uh, uh, formally meet for the second time uh, for the the next session then you know we can actually have some action plans really develop at that point got it okay great and then so i I guess from price pricing standpoint how does that work yeah, so um, right now, um, I do have a, a rate of $150 for the first three sessions. So these are three one-hour sessions. You know, a lot of the work, I mean, even from my part and the client's part is done offline. So right, especially with all the homework and all the, the uh, fact gathering and all that stuff. So I was really struggling with the price, Kevin, because I didn't want it to be high enough where uh, too high where, you know, it becomes like too uh, out of reach for a lot of people. But I didn't want it to be too low where... Because, you know, at the end of the day, it is a lot of work <laughs> that yeah. gets done behind the scenes. So uh, I just want to have a rate that I, I would feel comfortable with on my end as well. And for the client too, you know, yeah, to make it serious enough. Yeah, right. I'm hoping that this price can be like more or less a bargain for those who are seeking help. Because frankly, like if you look at a lot of, if you look at a lot of other people who are in this realm, like uh, they, they do charge a lot more. So right, right. now I consider it like more or less like an introductory rate. Yeah. At the time being. So Van, how did you come up with the, the number three for the number of sessions, right? Did you, did you feel that three sessions was an adequate enough time to kind of get someone on the right path? Was there some thought behind it or it just seemed like, hey, you know, three is a good number? I just used three mainly because when I've worked with other people in the past, I think uh, you generally after three sessions, that really sets them off to like a really good path, right? And Got it. If we need to do more sessions, then we can do another three sessions um, on top of that afterwards. But unless your problem was very like, let's say complicated uh, to the sense where, you know, you need, we need to be on top of it like you know, every single day, then I think that's a little different. But from the way I see it is, let's say as, after the consultation, you know, we meet like maybe a week later. And then after that week, we set the plan. And then they, the plan may take like maybe a few weeks to take fruition, right? Because it doesn't really make sense to make a follow-up right away because, right. you know, there may not be enough time to really take that plan into action quite yet. I would say that after the third session, um, we should be able to provide action plans for all the major goals that have been brought up at the consultation. Gotcha. And have you seen, I guess my last question here is, what does the engagement look like typically after maybe the initial three set pack, you know, in, in your experience, do you find that most people at that point, we've solved that problem. Is your goal or your hope that folks come back or do you hope that that's kind of, this is how it works. You know, you kind of get them in, straighten them out, kind of like a chiropractor adjusting your, someone's back and then kind of off they go. How do you foresee kind of the future engagement with any kind of client that might go through your first initial kind of three sessions? I would say the, the folks that I've spoken to so far seems to be pretty quote unquote self-reliant after the third session, because let's say for instance, like they're here to talk about getting out of debt and all that, right? It, let's say if... Their original plan looked like, you know, it was going to take 10 years, but the new plan looks like it's going to take like maybe a year or two years, for instance, right? 
I haven't really gotten to the point myself where they finished paying off the debt after that two-year mark, since this is all new. But I would anticipate that if they feel like they're at the next step, let's say the next baby step, and they need to get some more, really some more like guidance or some more like you know on uh, some of the more complex steps on the next level, then yeah. they can. You know, I can see them going back to me to get some more of that feedback. People I've worked with so far, I would say, are still working on their original plan, and mainly because a lot of the um, time, lot of the work right. is still. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's it, yeah. A lot of the plan that they're working on so far is you know, is more long term. I mean, it generally would take like months to complete, unless like you know you won the lottery the next day, yeah, and like <laughs> solve all these problems. But because you know, at the, at the end of the day, what I really want to have is really help build a lot of these really good habits. Yeah. In managing your money and all that, because I think most people who come to me are thinking that like there's a silver bullet to like solve a lot of these issues and yep. they're looking for like my technical expertise but at the end of the day I really just I want to just kind of reinforce a lot of the habits right because nothing can really be done until like building wealth and paying off debt and all that stuff become habitual and once it gets ingrained to you in your normal state then that's when you start to succeed more things that you can really fathom before right Kevin yeah but the idea is kind of like it becomes ingrained in your decision making where you're not even thinking about it. Right. You really want to get to the point where all this stuff, you don't really have to think about it. Like you want it just to become a natural state. And I think it's something that you know, my wife and I definitely struggled in the beginning ourselves as well. But mm-hmm. I feel like I do know some tricks here and there because for me, like it was just kind of a learning process to figure out which path I want to go to. But as a role as a financial coach, we can provide, you know, some of those shortcuts in to figure out like, you know, what is the most, uh, you know, effective path, right? Yeah. Let's, for instance, take a look at the baby steps, right? So I wouldn't say those are the most optimal steps, like from a math standpoint, but from an emotional standpoint, oh man, like it's just, right. Right. it just works really well because it's, it's easy. It's quickly to understand. And the hard part is really implementing it, right? <laughs> and, and staying with it. If, um, but you know, I could explain like the Dave Ramsey model, like in five minutes. And I think most people will understand right away. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure if that answered your question, Kevin. But, yeah, no, absolutely. But my goal is at the end of three sessions that you should be well on your way um, to yeah. achieving the goals that we discussed. Yeah, and I think that's very much in line with that kind of idea of education that it is recurring business. I mean, obviously, business model, you, you, your hope is to help people, you know, and I, I feel like this chiropractor adjustment analogy, I'm going to stick with it, <laughs> seems like a... <laughs> It kind of, you know, to me, it makes a lot of sense that way. You know, it's you're hoping that these people are not having chronic back issues and coming back to you all the time. Um, you adjust right. them, move them along, and hopefully they adhere to the habits, like you said, where they don't cause themselves to have that back issue again. I really stuck to that, so I'll, I'll take it. Um, no, I like it. I like it. That's a, oh, that's a good analogy. I'm glad. <laughs> uh, well, thanks so much for taking the time, Ben. Um, obviously, great to kind of hear about the business. And I know this is a different episode than we typically do, but I do think that, you know, people love to hear it. I mean, any last, I guess, takeaways for everybody, you know, after they've heard through everything? In this journey here, I just really want, you know, the clients to be the hero of their own story, right? And, uh, you know, and my role is just to be the guide to lead you there, right? So, if yep. you think about the matrix, like, you know, um, the clients are Neo, <laughs> and, and I'm really just Morpheus, let's put it that way. <laughs> nice. So, well, we'll end it there. Yeah, no, that's awesome. No more movie analogies, right? No more, yeah, Kevin's cutting it off. Just kidding. Uh, well, Van, well, actually, before we, we sign off, I, I guess, where can folks reach you uh, if they're interested in kind of exploring further, maybe the free consultation? Tell us about that. The best way to reach me is through the email at uh, selfreliantfi at gmail.com. 
I will definitely put the email address in the show notes. So that way um, it's always going to be available there. I'm still working on the website. So that's something that's still a TBD, but yep. I suspect that within the next few weeks, um, it should be up and running. But yeah, right now, the, the best way is uh, to email me at selfreliantfi at gmail.com. Awesome, Van. Well, thanks for your time. And uh, if, again, if anybody has questions, please feel free to reach out to Van um, and we will sign off for today's episode. All right. Thank you, guys. And uh, take care. Stay safe.